You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the show, friend. If you love today's show, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. We drop episodes once a week on Tuesdays, all centering on honest, real, fun girl chats full of business and marketing education, lifestyle chats, and faith-filled conversations for fellow entrepreneurs wanting to grow a healthy, sustainable business and life. Now, if you have ever struggled with setting and staying consistent with new routines, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Emily Lay is today's guest, and she is the founder of Simplified, a brand of planners and organizational tools for busy women. Emily has been featured in Forbes, Family Circle, Better Homes and Gardens, Glamour, and Good Housekeeping. And Emily and her team collaborated with At A Glance to create gift and planning collections carried at the Office Depot, Staples, Walmart, and Target. Emily is the author of national bestselling books, Grace, Not Perfection, when less becomes more, and sure as the sunrise. Now, as an author, entrepreneur, wife, and mother to three, Emily lives in Pensacola, Florida with her husband, Brian, and their wonderful three kids. Today's conversation is such a sweet mix of truth, love, grace, and vision. Emily walks us through her thoughts on the importance of routines, a glimpse into what she's implemented in her own life to create rhythms, and how to go about finding and staying consistent with your own. She shares her thoughts around routines and motherhood, setting words for each year so we have clarity of what we're prioritizing, and more. We even dive into a discussion around boundaries and eliminating distractions so you can make space to fully focus on what you're doing in each moment. Emily's story and heart are so encouraging and inspiring, and we are so excited for you to be a part of this conversation. So let's get started. Have you always dreamed of becoming a photographer, but you have just no clue where to start when it comes to operating an actual camera? Maybe you finally bought that fancy camera or you've dusted off that old DSLR sitting in your garage for way too long. You pull out the manual and everything just looks Greek to you. Yes, we have been there. And we vividly remember when we first started out as photographers asking anyone and everyone for help because we didn't know what to do or where to even start. Well, good news if that sounds familiar. Today, we are going back to the basics. If you are ready to create stunning, professional-looking work that you are dang proud of and actually know how the heck to operate your camera, download our free manual mode camera cheat sheet at theheartuniversity.com forward slash manual, and you will be on your merry way to becoming an absolute pro in no time. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Emily, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so pumped to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh man, I am ready for this conversation. It's going to be good and juicy and full of life. I can't wait. (laughs) But before we dive in, could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah. Well, I'm Emily Lay. I live in Pensacola, Florida, and I have three kids, uh, a 12-year-old boy and boy-girl twins who are eight, Um, my husband, Brian, and our dog, Walter. And I'm the founder of a company called Simplified, and we make planners and organizational tools for busy women. And uh, I write books, and I don't sleep. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> Good summary. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So your newest book, Sure as the Sunrise, mm-hmm. is a devotional all around the importance of a morning routine and time mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And that's kind of the general direction of like morning routines and just routines in general that we're kind of focusing on today. Were you willing to kind of share like where did your passion or the idea for this topic and, you know, the book kind of mm-hmm. stem from? Mm. So I don't know if you remember this, this whole thing we went through called the pandemic, but Mm, vaguely (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was 2020 and it was groundhog's day. And I was like, every day was a repeat, right? Like I was trying to run a company that made planners during the year. Everyone's plans got canceled. (laughs) Um, that was fun. I was also like homeschooling. Suddenly I was trying to teach, you know, uh, I think at the time it was fourth grade and kindergarten. So that was, that was fun to do on Zoom. And um, it was just like everything in the world was on fire. I was confused about everything. I was scared. I was worried about my parents, you know, getting sick. I, everything was just horrible and monotonous. And um, we live on Pensacola Bay. So I, every morning I walk outside and I get to see the sunrise um, right over the water. It's absolutely beautiful. And one day I walked out there And I was just in the worst mood. And I just kept thinking like, God, why does it feel like you just have forgotten about us? Like what is happening? Mm -hmm. And I, I was standing there and I had this like visceral moment of looking at the sunrise and thinking, okay, God brought the sun up today. Like he does it every single day, even when you can't see it, even when it's raining, Um, He does it the same way and with the same enthusiasm that he did on the very first day. And so I don't know a lot of things for sure, but I know that's going to happen. And that's Mm -hmm. for sure. And so I kind of started telling myself every morning, like, here are the things you know for sure, you know, that aren't going to change. These are truths that are just true. And that's where Sure as the Sunrise came from, because it's it's something that you can count on, God you can count on, um, the way that He's going to show up in your life you can count on. And so, um, yeah, 100 morning meditations on God's mercy and delight were born. Mm, I love that. And just that visual picture of the sun rising and the assurance, like you said, of that hey, God's going to have the sunrise come up every single day. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. How does that, obviously the book is morning devotionals, but I mean, you own a company on journals and you know routines and things like that. So where did that love for routines, morning routines or just routines in general come from? Yeah, uh, you know, I kind of feel like it's that same concept of like, there's a lot of things you can't control. Um, I remember back in 2017, I had just written my second book and it was the day that we were going to announce the, uh, some, my, it was called a simplified life. Um, it was the day we were going to announce that and I had this live I was going to do. And it was the day the Jason Aldean concert in Las Vegas happened. Oh, with the shooting. Oh. And it, the news came out, I heard about it at least in the morning and it was before my live. And I remember thinking like, what does any of this matter? Like this book I had just written about rhythm and routine and home and like cultivating a a safe space for your people. Like who cares when there's things like this going on in the world? And it was another one of those moments where I literally just heard God say, you can't control the things that happen outside the walls of your home, but you do have agency over what happens inside. Mm. And so it, it was like this, 
it's something I've always cared about, but it suddenly became really important to me that if I can't, if I can't fix the atrocities and tragedies and horrible things that happen in the world, if I can control the rhythms and routines and the feeling and the comfort that happen for my people here, that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, like I've, I've always loved them, but suddenly they became really sacred, you know? That makes sense. What would you say for you is like the, because you mentioned, you know, that, that ability to have rhythms and routines create like that safe feeling mm-hmm. for, you know, your home, your family, I'm sure for your kids. Do you feel like that is the number one thing for you that is like the impact? Like if, if a listener right now is, is like, okay, why, why should I listen to the rest of this podcast episode on routines mm-hmm. and like you know, learning how to set my own and how to stay consistent with them? Like, what would you say is the impact or the value that you would want our listeners to hear today? Well, I was really lucky to be brought up by parents who valued that as well. And I know the feeling of coming home from dance practice, exhausted, you know, home, I have homework to do. I have stuff I have to get done. And my mom had turned down my bed and like kind of, you know, like turned down, turned down the lights and turned down my bed and like had it ready for me. And it was this tiny little thing that she used to do when she knew I was kind of stressed out. Um, and it was like this beautiful, sweet, tiny little rhythm that just made me feel so adored and cared for and like, and like rest mattered in my, in my, you know, I might be stressed out about school and dance and whatever, but my, my mom was there. And so I try to do those kinds of things for my kids. And I, and what I found too, is that like, it's not like the huge decisions, the, the monumental things you do that make the biggest difference. At least they haven't been for me. It's been the tiny little habits, the little as, as, um, Oh gosh, who's the guy that wrote Atomic Habits? I can never remember. James, James Clear. Clear. James Clear. Oh my gosh, he's a brilliant man. <laughs> um, he says every tiny decision you make is a vote for the person you're becoming. And yes. I feel like these rhythms and these habits and these little bitty things we do, like taking my vitamins in the morning, it's a vote for being a healthy 40-year-old woman. You know, it's not just a dumb thing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it actually matters and, and adds up over time. So I like to think of them. I like to think of these little things as adding up to really big things. Oh, that's beautiful. And I cannot agree more with that. How, I guess just your life right now, could you give us an example of like what your morning routine looks like just to give our listeners a picture of kind of what a morning routine can look like? Yeah. And also, uh, the blue angels are flying outside my window. So <laughs> It's okay. It's part of the vibe. Oh my gosh. I love living here, but I swear to you, it's every time I'm on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They're beautiful. Okay. So of my morning, it's funny. um, Every time I tell this story, people laugh because my morning routine has one part that I've been doing since I was 13 and it's not, I say 13. I don't know. I was probably eight, but (laughs) it's not weird to me, but it's weird to a lot of people. So I wake up around, I would say my alarm goes off at six. And I will get out of bed at like 6.20. I have to hit snooze a couple times to like give my brain a minute to wake up. (laughs) I would love to be one of those people that wakes up at like five and gets started. And I am a morning person, but like that's five is just not, that's not (laughs) It's just too much. (laughs) 
too early. The sun's not up. I don't need to be up. So I get up and I will go and let the dog out. And then I make a cup of coffee and I take a bath every single morning of my life. I love my bath time in the morning. People think this is weird. And it's like mom's time. Like, leave me alone. Give me like 10 minutes to take a bath. And I will play Wordle on my phone. And I will read the New York Times, the morning email that just is like snippets of what's going on in the world. Um, I'll do like, you know, I'll read my little devotion or whatever it is I want to do in the bathtub. Then I get up and um, the kids are old enough now where they can kind of get themselves ready. Um, I will, you know, try to remember to put sunscreen on and take my vitamins and do all those things. And then we get the kids out the door. And usually on weekdays, if I'm not crazy busy, I'll go work out in the mornings. My husband takes the kids to school and then I start my day and that's it. It's not complicated. I love it. I think that's huge too for recognizing like everyone's routine looks different. You know, not everyone like a healthy routine doesn't have to be waking up at 5 a.m. and working out for two hours. And, you know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. Yeah. I also love the morning bath. Like, love it. Yeah, I know. I'm that. like, I should start doing that. I vibe. I love a bath. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, actually, can't, I can't wake up without it. Like, when I travel, I'm like, oh, this is my bathtub. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I get that, though. I've never done it, like, first thing after I wake up, but I can't tell you the number of morning baths I've taken in my life because oftentimes I do it after, like, Jesus time, breakfast, workout. And then there's just something that like, instead of a shower after workout, like I'll rinse off shower, but then I just run the bath and I'll just sit in the bath, which is probably not, I don't know if that's a good thing after a workout, but sometimes it just helps me kind of like rest for a minute before I then like start work. So I don't think that's weird. I love it. (laughs) I love it. My husband is like, okay, our water bill, it stopped. (laughs) For real. Oh man. Okay. What would you say to the person who's listening to this? Who's like, okay, I understand like the word rhythm, I think creates so much clarity for somebody of like, oh, it's not just, you know, I don't know, dots on the calendar or (laughs) whatever. Like there's actually like a rhythm to it that creates like peace and confidence in our mind that we know what's coming next. It allows us to eliminate that uncertainty and just so much around that. For the Mm -hmm. listener who's listening to you as you're talking and is like, this sounds wonderful. Like I, I'm really drawn to the idea of creating a routine for myself. Do you have thoughts or suggestions on how to go about finding your own routine, how to define it, how to set it up, and then maybe even some thoughts on like how to try to be consistent with it? (laughs) Well, I think when you set it up for yourself, you you can't just like borrow someone else's. I feel like you have to really think about the things that make you happy. I love a hot bath. I love it. It's like my favorite. So like that being part of my routine makes a lot of sense. It might not for other people. They might be like, no way. I I love to go for a walk first thing when I wake up or eat a big breakfast or whatever. So when you think about the things that light you up, that give you energy, that don't drain you, that you know, you want to be those small habits that those votes for who you want to be. Um, that's kind of fun thinking about like, how can I, how can I treat myself a little bit and make my mornings a little less hectic, a little less mundane. And maybe it's something like lighting a candle while you're putting your makeup on or putting on a good playlist or something like that. Um, we have a slow mornings playlist over here and I used it when the kids were tiny and rambunctiously crazy in the mornings to like calm everybody down and get them focused. (laughs) So like little things like that matter and they add up. Um, now as far as being consistent, 
I have no idea. I'm terrible. <laughs> <It's so hard. laughs> I'm just like everybody else. Like I, I think it helps me that I write it down. And so I have a post-it note on the inside of my little cabinet door in my bathroom. And it's like, put your sunscreen on, take your vitamins, like do the things. Right. Um, and so it's just kind of a visual cue of like, Oh yeah, I forgot to, you know, take vitamins or whatever it was. Um, I do it for my kids too. We have a preteen who I'm like, all right, you have to brush your teeth. (laughs) So like outlining it like that, I think is really helpful to stay consistent. I've used like habit trackers or apps or things like that, that I find to be helpful. They say it takes 21 days to really like ingrain something from being just like a task to being a habit. So Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful. Mm, I love that. I love that. Have you found that over the year, I know you said your kids are a little bit older right now. Mm-hmm. Did your routines change or look different at different seasons of life when your kids were littler or even before kids and things like that? Yeah. I mean, there was no morning bath when I had baby twins. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you had twins. Uh, yeah. And a four-year-old at the time. So it was, I was a little chaotic. It's funny. I have, um, I'll have like brand new moms reach out to me and be like, okay, have a newborn. How do I create my perfect morning routine? And I'm like, you don't, this is not, (laughs) um, like just get the things done, get up, get yourself a cup of coffee and don't worry about it. You'll, there will be a season where you will have the bandwidth and the time. Um, and like, you know, not having kids underneath you at all times to implement things like that. So yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on your season. But my, I mean, mine have definitely changed. I feel like we're in this really cool phase of life now where our kids are pretty independent. Mm-hmm. Um, they make their own breakfasts, they pack their own lunches. Like I, I basically just supervise and make sure people are on task. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So yeah. I'm, I'm the person right now. I had a baby two months ago. So like oh you are speaking gosh. right to me. Yes. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> ideal client for this conversation right now. Oh. Um, and I love that you just gave such a grace filled answer because it's like, yeah especially other women like in postpartum or, or just with little children overall, they're like, Oh wow. A morning bath sounds so luxurious. And it's like, unless I get up at 4am, Oh, but I was up at 3am nursing. So it's like, okay, well that doesn't really work too much. Yeah. Listen, my advice to new moms is to like watch HGTV on loop and put that little frog baby like on your chest. You know, when they're like still in the little frog shape, just eat that up because it goes away so fast. Oh, I love it. It's so true. Oh, yeah. What would you say, Emily? Because you mentioned, which I love. I literally love the honesty so much. You're like, how to stick to them? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but what would you say, like, I guess, like, mentally, emotionally to maybe even the non-moms, the people, or even the moms who are trying to set and be consistent with a new routine? You know, it's been months, it's been years or whatever that they've, like, wanted to implement X, Y, and Z in their lives and their routines. And they feel like they just keep falling short. Do you have words that you'd want to share with that person today? Well, I think my answer to that is twofold. Number one, just like give yourself grace. If you're hitting the mark 80% of the time, that's pretty solid, you know? Um, but also like, you got to stop making excuses. Um, and this is something I think I've been telling myself a lot lately that, you know, I, I try to exercise five days a week, not for like, physical reasons, but for like mental health reasons, it really just helps with my anxiety so much when I can move every single work day. Um, and there are days where I quote unquote can't because I have too much work on my plate, but really that's just an excuse. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's twofold. It's like, give yourself grace, but, but also if you know you're making excuses, stop it. 
Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's like, Hey, there's grace, but don't be lazy. (laughs) I mean, sometimes like, sometimes we need that tough love. We need someone to be like, you know, if, if the person you want to be is someone who is cool, calm and collected and is managing her anxiety that she's had her whole life and you know what makes it better, then do it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like such a simple answer, but it's like, no, but that's it. Like you gotta just do it. (laughs) I feel Uh like it just, it takes work too. And that's the thing when it comes to routines, like you mentioned, it's like you cannot do it for two days and expect that that's suddenly gonna become a habit. Like you have to stick with it and there, you know, there are all sorts of books out there on creating routines. Like Atomic Habits is one amazing one. And it's like, okay, figure, you know, there's hacks of tell yourself, you know, all I, I only have to do this for 21 days. So put it on a calendar or something, ch- check off each day as you go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of 21 days, if I absolutely hate it, I don't have to do it anymore. But sometimes yeah. like all you have to do is just get through those 21 days. So it's like put challenges on yourself, figure out how to hack your mind, how to hack our innate like laziness or, you know, dislike of discomfort. Um, and just be willing to like put in the work, like put in those votes towards the person you want to become. I love that you said discomfort because I think that's where we fall out of habit. Like I, Mm -hmm. I hate it when I have to cancel something or when I am unavailable to my team or whatever. And I took an eight week sabbatical earlier this year, which was heavenly. But when I came back, I told the girls that I work with, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a walk every single day and I won't be at my desk until this time. And I thought that they were going to be like, Oh, and they weren't, they were like, yes, we know you need this. It's mm-hmm. good for you. We, mm. we got this, you know? Um, also like the world's not going to burn down without you. So it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that important. No offense. <laughs> I love that though. Cause that almost gets into boundaries, whether it's for your personal yeah. life or your business. Um, and I think that has as much to do with the conversation of routines as well, um, yeah. of just like establishing those boundaries. You said something at the beginning of this podcast that your mom did for you growing up and you're kind of implementing then with your children. Mm-hmm. Do you have, we talked about your morning routine, but do you have any other routines, either a night routine or a weekly routine that you could give our listeners just as a picture of kind of like other ideas to explore? So I haven't shared this publicly yet, but there, I don't even know if I can, but I'm going to, um, there's a sister book to Shares the Sunrise coming out in November called Near in the Night. Oh, yeah. we are here for this. Oh, it's, I had so much fun writing Shares the Sunrise that I just kind of kept going. <laughs> and, um, so in it, it's kind of about this, um, about this very thing because evenings, like for whatever reason, I think it's because I'm a morning person. Evenings are hard for me because I kind of just want to like quit my day. (laughs) Like I am, I'm really all in all day long. I'm I'm doing probably more than any one human should do in a day because I just love to work hard. Um, And so by the time evening comes and I've done dinner and homework and all that, I just want to like quit. But I have to remind myself that the way that you, the way you end your day impacts the way you start the next day. Um, and so every night I try to like close down the house, like pick up everything. And by pick up everything, I mean like the common areas I'll walk through with a laundry basket and put anything out of place in said basket. And if I'm feeling like it, I'll put it all away. And if I'm not, it sits in the corner, but (laughs) it gives me kind of that blank slate, like clean slate, um, fresh start feeling the next morning. So doing that kind of thing, um, 
making sure that my office is cleaned up and like ready for the morning. So I don't walk into a disaster, making sure the kids are, you know, kind of like clean and picked up and all of that stuff. Um, and then at night, you know, I try to have a few minutes with each kid by themselves just to let them unpack whatever. And that's really it. It's really not complicated either. I Mm. love that. Is your workflow for your clients all over the freaking place? Is stuff falling through the cracks and you feel so overwhelmed trying to stay on top of client communication? Don't worry, we have all been there. If that is you, you have to hear about the best investment we have ever made into our businesses. HoneyBook, a client relationship management software. It is an all-in-one project management tool that is designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. When I tell you it streamlines everything and gives me my life back, I am not kidding. Integrated inquiry forms, client workflow and automations, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. They also have templates, brand customization abilities, and an app so you can send invoices and emails while you're on the go. HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline everything for an excellent client experience directly from your fingertips. So you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can get back to living your life instead. We promise HoneyBook will revolutionize your business the way it has ours. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners. 35% off the first two years. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, the heart shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. (laughs) We created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop, and we'll see you there. No, but I love, yeah, the examples that you gave. I'm very much the same way of like, I want just the house general like living area to be clean because if I walk out of my bedroom in the morning and it's chaos, I'm like, no, the day is ruined. Yeah, (laughs) the whole day, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to bed and start over again tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love it. I feel like in when it comes to routines, would you agree, Emily, that there is... Uh, so much importance. Like we've been talking about, like, who do you want to become? I feel Mm -hmm. like a key in that is having the clarity of like what you want to put priority on Mm -hmm. and therefore what you're willing to, you know, embrace that discomfort for. Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? No, a hundred percent. And I, I think that it's for me, at least it's seasonal. Like, Mm -hmm. There will be seasons. I've always I've always said that balance, if you will, is like riding a bike. So it's you're constantly shifting your weight from left to right. And that's yeah. your, your priorities. So like sometimes I'm leaning really hard into work because I have to. And that's, you know, I'm leaning left. And then sometimes I'm leaning really hard into family because I have to. And as long as you're shifting your weight and and shifting your priorities around so that one's not on top for too long, then that's good. I also love the analogy of like the, um, I used this this morning because my day yesterday was an actual dumpster fire. Uh, (laughs) I had so much work to do and my daughter has braces and had cavities she had to have filled. And so we had to take the braces off, fill the cavities, put the braces back on. I mean, it was just a whole cross town. Had to keep her out of school. Anyway, 
it was a nightmare. But what I said to my team when we were in a meeting this morning was, I just, I feel like I was juggling all these balls and I couldn't drop the glass ones. Like I could put the plastic ones down, but the glass ones I couldn't drop. And and that's why I basically just didn't get anything done yesterday work-wise. But I do, I think that you have to just constantly like reevaluate the way things are and make sure your attention is being given where it's, where it's needed most, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like setting, cause I know you talk in the beginning of your devotional about like choosing a word for the year to kind of like focus yeah. on. Do you feel like that is a part for you of kind of setting that goal, the vision, the clarity of like what you're prioritizing, mm-hmm. where your your weight is going in that season of balance? Like, is that important for you? Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it just kind of helps me narrow my focus because if I don't, I'll try to do too many things at one time and then nothing gets done, <laughs> you know? So, um, whatever that word is for you, I, like last year it was wellness for me. I just, mm-hmm. I really wanted to focus on my health in general. I was about to turn 40. Like I just wanted to make that a priority. And that meant, that meant saying yes to that and no to other things that were important and good, but maybe not during that particular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Well, speaking of word of the year, how do you come up with what you want your word of the year to be every single year? I mean, especially when there's like 5 million things that, especially as like entrepreneurs that are driven, like we have like all the things we want to do. Um, and especially as a mom too, like, how do you choose the word? It's usually like what's really on my heart. And especially if it's something that makes you slightly uncomfortable. (laughs) It just, it's a, it's a growth area. I feel like it's God kind of nudging me a little bit into something. And maybe that's, maybe it's grace. Maybe it's having more grace as a mom, as a parent. Maybe it's, you know, wellness because I just wasn't feeling good beginning of last year. Um, It's for me, it's like, whatever is that gut feeling? Yeah. I love it. I think there's something so beautiful too. And just like praying into that with the Lord. Cause like he, yeah. he has something, you know, he has a direction for you that you can, you know, lock eyes with him on and you can mm-hmm. seek his wisdom on it. So I, I love totally it. agree. I think too, like if, if there's something in your life that like keeps coming up for you that you're like, Oh, maybe I should spend some time on this, or maybe this is important, or maybe this is an area in my life I need to address. I feel like if it keeps coming up, it's, for me, that's like the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how do you, for anybody that's listening that wants to add or, or focus on more time with the Lord into their routine, or maybe they're just like lacking in that and they know that, what are some just encouragement or, or ideas that you have found in your own life and routines that allow you to kind of either make time with the Lord intentional or just allow him into the entirety of your day in different ways? I think, honestly, I think it's just like anything. I think we can overcomplicate routines to the point of they just become like another thing to do that, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's like a task on our list. Um, and so I think it just comes down to like finding ways to layer your day. Like in the morning when I'm going for a walk with the dog, I can put on a really, you know, a good podcast or reading a good book or listen. You can listen to the Bible. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> things like that. Like you can, you can work it into your day in a way um, that it doesn't become like another task. It really just becomes like an accompanying thing to yeah. what you're doing, you know? I love that. I think too, and like my personal experience and I'm, 
wonder, Emily, I'm sure for yours too, is like the more you spend time with the Lord and like in his word and, you know, whether it's listening or reading or whatever, like the more we spend time with God, the more we want to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yes, sometimes like, you know, in my own life over and over, you know, when I fall out of that consistency with time with the Lord, I'm like, I just have to get over that little slump of it feeling Mm -hmm. like a chore. And then it turns into this delight and my oasis in my day and like this garden that I'm like, I can't wait. Like I could sit here all day and I can't wait to get back here, you know, yeah. this tonight or tomorrow morning. And I feel like, you know, when people ask me that question of like, how are you consistent with the Lord? Like, I always share that because I'm like, it does feel like a little bit like a chore or a task, yeah. especially when you just start the routine. But the life that like explodes in it when you're consistent with it is like, oh, so beautiful. So I don't know if you would agree with that, but that's yeah. something I wanted to share. I no, I I totally agree. I think that when you when you invest your time in something, like it it becomes even more important to you because you are carving out a piece of your day for mm-hmm. it, you know? And so it's like it snowballs. Yes, mm. absolutely. Okay, I have another question. That's because I love that you are both like a mom and we're talking about routines about like life, but also you're an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of routines, when your workday starts each day, do you have regular routines or like a schedule that you follow within your work week? If that makes sense, like yeah. are you batching things specifically on a specific day or do you always start your workday with a specific thing? Yeah. You know, this has been like a recent thing for me. Um, before my sabbatical, I was kind of doing everything at one time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, we had so much going on at work that I was kind of in the middle of everything, doing lots of things. And I needed that time away to really figure out like where God wanted me um, in this team of amazing women that I work with and like where my specific skill set could be best used. And so what I try to do now, um, I've realized that my creative energy, I like, I have to protect that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean that in like a woo-woo way. I mean it like actual physical energy it takes me to do the creative things that I do. Mm -hmm. I have to protect that. And so I try to limit... Um, like the, the days that I know that I have to put makeup on those days, like I try to, I try to batch things together. I organize my tasks by like, you need makeup for this and you don't need makeup. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> relatable. Relatable. <laughs> so relatable. We use Asana for our project management. And I, I literally have a tag in there that's like makeup, no makeup. That's amazing. <laughs> So like today I have makeup on because I have to be on Instagram live in an hour. And so, um, I try to batch those things together. And typically if I have to put makeup on for it, it requires a little more creative energy than per se the days that I'm just writing all day or something like that. Yeah. And it's, that's a different, that's a, you know, that's a go to bed at a different hour type of a thing the night before it all, it all kind of is circular. Um, so yeah. Well, so wait, that has, gives me a follow-up question. Do you, how do you plan your work week then in advance or do you, does that make sense? So like, how do you know that like, oh, Tuesday is the day that is the makeup day or, or whatever it is. So Mondays are my meeting days and I try to, uh, cause we have a team meeting first thing in the morning on Mondays every week. And so I try to like anybody that needs to be on my calendar, 
like on a repeating basis, like our accounting team or whatever, I'll try to book those on Mondays. And that's just typically the day that I know I'm going to be at my desk on camera on zoom for a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I have like podcasts I'm doing or like media type stuff, I'll try to do those on Wednesdays. So I'm giving myself basically Tuesday and Thursday to be quieter, more like at your desk type stuff. I just switched from, this is such a tactical thing, but it's made a big difference for me. I was using Mac mail for my email for work. And, you know, it's like the, the little app on your computer mm-hmm. so open all the time. Mm-hmm. I switched my work email and now I just use it in Gmail. Yeah. And, and I don't want to know if Gmail has an app. I haven't looked because I don't want <laughs> it to be an app. Um, you have to, I have to like go to Safari and log in to look at my email. And so I'm not constantly being like hit with things because I, I like, I, this isn't healthy, but I kind of like want to work in real time. So if you email me, I would like to respond within 30 seconds. Um, and so keeping that kind of closed, it, it's another way of like protecting my energy, if you will. And I'm able to focus Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I'm feel guilty. I, like, I, literally, I literally pointed at Lindsay because we can see each other on Zoom right now. I pointed at her and I said, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we use Slack for our team communication and I'm the kind of person, I think it's because I'm an Enneagram three and I just like, want, I want to achieve, but, but for to do specifically, I want it off of my list as soon as possible to just have the satisfaction. So if somebody needs a response from me or needs me to do something, the faster I can humanly do it. Great. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Are you also the kind of person that like, when you go through TSA at the airport, you want to like be the best TSA Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, how can I make this as efficient that they'll look at me and go, wow. Like, <laughs> you're really good at this. I told oh the TSA agent that last, I went to Taylor Swift last weekend and I told the agent that and he was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, okay. I'm going to spiral. I am a mega Swifty. Me and oh Evie went to the Tampa show a few weeks oh. ago. So good. Listen, I went, my best friend's husband got floor seats for $299. Because what? what? I know. He was one of those people that like got in on the day and bought oh, wait, them. We did too, but we spent way more than that for lower yeah. bowl. It's, it's fine. I will. Oh, it, I don't regret it. Listen, it was great. <laughs> listen, I came home and I was sitting down with my family, making them watch every video I recorded, of course, <laughs> and crying. And my husband was like, is this real? And I was like, Brian, I love you. I know we're working really hard. To, we, we're building a lake house. And I'm like, I know we're working really hard to like save money and do that. But I'm, I'm going again. And I'm, <laughs> Caroline, and I'm spending a, an obscene amount of money on these tickets. And he was, he was so sweet. He was like, listen, this is a, this is a yellow moment. It's a core memory. Right. It's cool. You're and like, this is my Super Bowl. It is exactly what I said. And he loves football. So he was like, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. This is the mask. Okay, which which night did you go? What were your surprise songs? Um, Coney Island. Oh, and- yes. Okay. You went to night one. Sorry. I'm, I was like yeah. stalking it. Friday. And I can't remember the other song because I didn't know it. <laughs> what? No, I don't remember uh, what it was either. It's so fine. we heard we were getting maroon because she sound checked it. But we oh. did not get maroon. But I am going on Saturday in Nashville and I have like nosebleed seats and I can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh, girl. Yeah. I am so excited for you. I'm like, I'm not going again. And I'm like, how can I go again? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's, it's worth it, isn't it? If you knew, if you know, you know. <laughs> I love it. I, see, I forced Evie to come with me. I didn't force her to come with me, but Evie is like not a Swifty at all, but she came and was the most supportive friend and dressed up to oh, the I nines. Love it. And I was like was, screaming. Like, 
<laughs> I was like, I am going to become a Swifty for the night and I will you support the Lindsay. List. I did my no. dang best to learn the whole set list. Like, Do you know the chance? No. no, I don't think she knew that. It's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to teach Caroline. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, Swifties, I'm so glad y'all connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I think that's, I think going back to, you know, like even the tactical of pulling distractions, I think that's so yeah. important in focus, especially like kind of pulling this. I don't know if I'm being weird here, tying it all together of like routines as well as just like work, like productivity, mm-hmm. eliminating distractions, no matter what you're doing. Like in the morning, I have my phone set to do not disturb until yeah. 9am when I start work. And even then like half the time it goes back on do not disturb if I'm going into deep work. But yeah. like, I do not get texts or calls or anything on my phone until I am officially in office. Like when I am having time with the Lord, when I am working out, when I am, you know, whatever, eating oh. breakfast with my husband, planning our day, planning our week, like, no, nothing's distracting me. Yeah. And yeah. during, you know, my, I do the same thing. I have my um, email only up on Gmail on Chrome. Like, so I have to log into yep. it. I also recently, probably like a year ago now, turned off all my Slack notifications, uh, yeah. except for a small window of time between like three and three thirty or something. So towards the end of my day and my team knows I check it then maybe one other time a day, if I know we're in a busy season and they need me and otherwise like they'll, they'll get a response about once a day for me, maybe twice, but like that has protected so much time instead of like having to be in all these inboxes all the time. So protecting that time and that energy is huge. Yeah. Here's another one. Take iMessage off your watch. Oh, because then it's like, I don't have an Apple watch, but I can imagine that would pop up like all the time. Every time you get a text message. Yeah. And it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if you can take it off, but I actually just changed my watch face. So it's just the time and it's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Uh, That makes so much sense. All right, Emily, you are an author. So I'm assuming you're a reader and we love to ask all of our guests. (laughs) if there is any favorite book that they've read recently and it can be nonfiction fiction, we don't care. We accept it all. So do you have an answer for that question? Yes. Um, I just read Pineapple Street. It was so good. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. name. It's the most gorgeous cover you've ever seen. I basically I, bought it for that reason. I feel like <laughs> I've seen it recently on Goodreads, so I'll have yeah. to write that down. Okay. It's so good. And then if you're like a thriller lover like me, I'm like, I'm really into the dark and twisty. <laughs> um, basically anything by JT Ellison, who has become my in real life friend, which is so exciting. Love anything by her. Yeah. Okay, great. Wait, I love a dark and twisty book. Evie, <laughs> not so much. Uh, and he's like a, like a cupcake and anything dark, but it's okay. I can't. I know. (laughs) My husband has this joke. He's like, cause I, I listen to most of them on audible and he's like, the husband did it, didn't he? (laughs) 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 That's so true. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. One final question for you, Emily, before we kind of wrap up, what, would you share with our listeners today one of your biggest lessons that you've learned in business? Oh, that the hustle part, it's necessary, but it's also seasonal and it has to be. Yes. You know, I there were seasons where I was saying yes to so many things and it was so exciting because Simplified was growing so quickly. And it was like, I in particular remember the year that we were in Forbes magazine and like 
we were in 800 stores around the world. And all of that sounded so good when you like read my bio out loud, but living it was a nightmare. And, Mm -hmm. um, I had to like make some really tough decisions about what to say yes and no to, and realize that if, if you've been in a season of hustle for a long time, it might be time to like take a break you mm-hmm. know? and you have to for the longevity of it. That's good. We resonate so hard. Yes. To like snapping over here. Um, <laughs> that you're speaking to my soul. I'm feeling it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why we named our podcast heart and hustle because like you just said, the hustle is necessary in yeah. certain seasons to ramp up and, you know, mm-hmm. launch something or whatever, but you have to have that space and that heart and that breathing room and the peace yeah. that comes with that. Totally agree. I love it. Emily, you are absolutely incredible. For those who want to buy Shares of Sunrise or any of your other books or planners or anything, or just get to know you and follow yeah. along and watch you like thoroughly enjoy round two of Taylor Swift, like <laughs> where, can, where can everyone find you and connect with you? Oh my gosh. On social media, I'm Emily Lay um, and also Simplified. And then you can find my books at all the places books are sold. Um, our brand is over at emilylay.com and I'm writing over at Substack these days. So that's fun too. Amazing. Oh, I didn't tell you this yet, but my mom got me your book, When Less Becomes More for Christmas. Oh, oh. And it is so good. I'm just like needing it in this oh, season. So thank you. Thank that, you. That's a really special place in my heart. That was, a, that, was a, that was a season. And I love that book so much. I'm so glad. Well, I'm not all the way through it. I'm, I'm working through it. But... <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily, for being on the show. You are just absolutely incredible. And I know our audience will love this episode. Thank you guys so much. 